Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey, write this down. We're, we're still in victory. Mm. We ain't leaving victory. Everybody say victory. Victory's mine. Remember we used to sing that back in the day? Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. You remember that? I told Satan to get me Victory today is mine. I feel like we're back at Rainbow, right? You remember that? You know, you know, you know, um, the late, uh, oh my gosh, you might even be watching, Miss, Miss, uh, Miss, the, the Porters, um, she, she used to play for Brother Hagen all the time. Deborah. Yeah, Deborah Brain, she's played. She played for me. I got all excited. I'm gonna get Leslie. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that Leslie and get that Hammond and bring it in here for Lindsay and let them hoop it up. Woohoo! Play a little organ music. You don't know nothing about that. All the young kids are like, what's that? Gonna get that B3, make it scream. That Le- I, one time I was like, what's that Leslie thing doing? It just spins around in there. Throws that sound out. He could get in there, wing. We get all in there. Hallelujah. You there? Praise the Lord. The land of promise. Is a higher system than other systems in the earth. That's what I want you to realize today, because we're talking about this. The land of promise from God is the higher system of God. It's the system of how he does things. I want you to see something here. We're going to talk about this. I want you to understand that victory is yours because of your righteous position. Okay? Here's what you have to understand. Egypt was the land of bondage. Okay? You have to understand some of the children of Israel were trapped in slavery. Nothing was going to work right, nor could it work right. You all know the story. Some of you understand it. Some of you don't. I'll explain it. The children of Israel are trapped in bondage. They're trapped in slavery. And the hard taskmaster of Pharaoh is starting to get old. And the people of God are screaming out to God trying to get change. And I got news for you. Moses, the deliverer of mankind, shows up to really deliver the people out of Egypt and to bring them what we like to call Canaan land or the land of prosperity. The land of prosperity is possibly just basically understanding it's the land of the blessing. The blessing of God is waiting for you. Jesus said in Galatians chapter 3, 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For cursed is everything that hangeth upon a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. That's what the object was, to take the curse off of you and me and put the blessing on us. Now, what I want you to know is the blessing was foreordained before the foundations of the world. That's what Adam was kind of working in in the beginning. He had the blessing on him. He had, he had the increase on him. He had the supernatural life. But because of man's fall from the place of favor, man has to renew his mind for the position of righteousness. Your righteousness is your victory. We're going to talk about this today. I want to give you some scriptures and let you understand that victory, victory is a byproduct of the blessing. You can write that down. Victory is a byproduct of the blessing or victory is the reward of the blessing or victory is the position of the blessing. And because you're blessed, you should have victory in every area of your life. He will always cause you to triumph and take you to the place of victory. That's what God does. That's what God wants to do. But I want you to see this and I want you to get this and understand this. So Egypt's system was out and God wanted you to have a Canaan land system, which is the land of promise. It's a different mentality. It's the land of victory. So what I want you to understand is that victory was given to me and you because of righteousness. Okay? 
It's not because of anything else. Because your righteous position with God has given you the opportunity to get victory. You need to walk in it because you've been birthed into it. He doesn't want you. He always causes you to triumph. So it might not look like, well, Pastor, it don't look like I'm victorious. Well, you didn't have the revelation you're going to have when you leave the building today. It didn't look victorious in certain areas. Well, guess what? You don't, gotta know, you don't know what you know you're going to know at the end of the day. But when you know what you know at the, when you leave out this building, you're going to trust it. Now, listen, you got to trust me when I start talking about this righteousness because righteousness is easy to absorb if you trust me. If you don't, you're going to reject me, and then I can't help you. And I'll show you what happens. A lot of times we, we don't have a righteous conscience. We have a sin conscience. And we've got to eradicate sin conscience because the fall of man brought that in and we need to get rid of it. I want to read something to you right here. Numbers 13.1. It says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men out, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I have given thee unto the children of Israel. Every tribe of their fathers shall send the man, every one a ruler. And I want you to look at Numbers 13.30. You all know this. This will be familiar for you. But I like what he said. Search out the land of Cana. He was taking them to the promised land. The promised land is the land of Cana. Cana is the system. Now, Canaan land, we like to say it like this. We talk about, we used to sing songs about Cana land. We used to talk about, we talk, what is the land? It's the land of the blessing. It's the land of the increase. It's the land of promise. It's the land flowing with milk and honey. It's the land that God was trying to get them to spy out and say, I want to take you out of Egypt and take you out of the bondage and take you out of this mess and put you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Remember they come out there with them grapes the size of, my God, it looked like a, 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 a beach ball for crying out loud. You know, they got a grapes. Remember that? Y'all seen that picture in kids church. You know, they got, one guy got one cluster on his arm in the bar and the other and a cluster of grapes were so big that man, two men had to carry it. That's the land. How many you know that's provision? How many you know that's blessing? How many you know that's like they, they, you don't get, there ain't no sick in Canaan land. There ain't no lack in Canaan land. There ain't no mental oppression in Canaan. The land flows with milk and oil. The land is the land of the blessing. Amen. There's no sin abound. It's like Eden. Eden was an Eden-like condition where the glory of God was. But man got driven out of Eden, amen, because of disobedience of one. But the Bible said because of the obedience of one man, the second Adam, Jesus Christ, we've been re reconnected to the blessing, reconnected to Eden, reconnected to the land, flowing milk and honey. He said, go look at the land I'm giving you, not go ask questions about it. Just go take it. The problem with the church is you don't have a superiority complex yet. I'm working on that. I don't want, now that ain't being rude, because people don't, 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 you don't be ugly to nobody. You be, you be respectful. But you need to get a superiority complex. No, I'm sorry, I, 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 I don't live with this stuff. Do you know who I am? Maybe you don't understand, but I, that's not part of my blessing, and I don't want it. Send it back. Some of you be signing for stuff ain't yours. But if you don't know, you just take it. No, 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 we ain't going to have this nonsense going on. You know what I'm saying? So you got to understand this. So look what he says here, and I want you to see this in Numbers 13.30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. Now, listen, they're trying to get in this promised land, okay? You know, I never thought of this. I don't even know if I've ever said this a day in my life. The different spirit that Caleb and Joshua had, I really believe, was righteousness. They had a revelation of righteousness. Not that they just, that they understood that we could be a partaker not because of who we are, but because of what you said. That's what righteousness does. It allows you to connect your faith to something bigger than you, even though you have no part in it. And you won't see it today. I don't have no part in this. Righteousness is like, do you think Caleb had a part in this thing? No, God wanted him to have it. He just put faith in what God wanted him to have. Obviously, if they physically tried to fight these giants, they couldn't beat them physically. But Jesus told you the battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. You see what I'm saying? 
It wasn't based on him or his performance. It was based on the position God wants to give you. I hope you can get that today. It's not based on your performance. Your performance means nothing. We're going to learn about righteousness. If you're adding your performance in, we got a problem. Because once we start getting into your performance, you're going to mess up what good life God wants you to have. That's religion. Religion tries to be, well, you don't live right. Religious people are the meanest, honoriest thing you've ever seen in your life. A bunch of prune-sucking, miserable people. Mad at you because you just believe in it, receiving it, and taking it. And some of you got church hurt. You know, you church hurt people. What is wrong with you? Now, I'm going to rebuke you in love. I'm having a real good day today. I'm going to rebuke you in love. Why in the world are you going to let some religious nitwits keep you out of walking in the blessing of God because some dipstick got you mad at church? He don't know nothing. You know, I was walking in Publix one day, and this lady banged me with the car. You ever see that? She's a nitwit, running around the store, didn't pay no attention, banged me with the thing, banged my car. I said, what's wrong with this lady? She didn't apologize or nothing. I got news for you. Didn't stop me from shopping at Publix. What's wrong with you? Go to church and tell me, somebody told me where to sit. Now I'm mad. I'm not going to go see God. Look, I like Doritos, praise be to God. I'm going to go to the store and get me some Doritos. That, that crazy lady ain't keeping me out of the store. Why are you worried about this? Well, the pastor said something. He got me mad. He probably don't know what he's talking about. Just be respectful and come here. You'll be all right. And when I get you mad, praise be to God, just suck it up, buttercup. That's why you're here. It's called training. He got me mad. I don't like you. I don't know if I like you. Let's hang out for a while. We'll see if we can work it out. Where did you find this guy? I came from heaven. I'm not trying to be mean, but don't let people. Now, listen to me. Some of you have genuine. Let me tell you, people are evil, even in the church. And you understand what I'm saying? Now, that was funny, but let me be serious because I got to lighten it up here. Let me tell you, some of you, you guys got the raw, it was a raw deal. And I understand that. And I'm not taking that little. Now I'm serious. But don't you ever let somebody's offense towards you stop you from serving the God you love. Don't do it. Qualify somewhere safe and stay there. I'm being serious because I've been there. I've, been, I've seen, I had, a, I had a pastor one time write a letter. This guy, this guy's a real piece of work. Wrote a letter to everybody. Miss G, you were with me. Remember we got that letter? Got a letter about how everybody ain't doing this, how everybody ain't doing this. Pastor Liz had a pull of a car. She literally vomited. And she got this letter, and the people, remember Pam came to me, and everybody asked me questions, and I said, oh, my God in heaven. I said, I can't even undo what this guy's doing. It was disgusting. I told him he was the worst pastor I ever had in my life. After the fact, never, you remember this, don't you ever do anything publicly. You keep your mouth closed public. You go private, and you do what you got to do. You understand that? Because it puts you in a bad spot. But he had me come preach for him. I told him when I showed up, I said, I learned more what not to do in ministry by you than anything you ever taught me. He said, okay. He said, that's fair. I said, it is fair. I said, but I'm still learning, and I got no problem with you. But I'll tell you what, you taught me never how to treat people. Not a day in my life. And I wouldn't have been like that anyway. So you're learning. You better get me. And I love the guy. He just texted me not too long ago. I love the guy. And I, I make my own mistakes. Trust me, I've made my own mistakes. But here's what I'm getting at. You're learning. You're either learning what to do. And let me tell you something about ministry. You're going to learn a whole lot more what not to do. There ain't no book, this is how to do it. This is the book, how not to do it. And then you navigate life. Is that okay? Ain't nobody perfect. I'm not trying to put that on nobody. You understand what I'm saying? We're all growing. But don't let nobody hurt you because her church hurt. You know what I mean? Some people just don't understand, man. They're hurting people. Those are God's sheep. You don't want to play around with that now. So, you know, just you got to forgive people, though, too, because some people just ain't right. 
They just don't know what they're doing in the moment. So don't have to stop your relationship with God because people are off the deep end. You know what I'm saying? Just leave, just stop. And you come and you be safe. But you understand what I'm saying? But this land's for you. These leaders didn't lead these people right. That's why. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses said, let us go up once in possession for we're able to overcome it. These leaders are all screwed up. They told people, don't go. There's giants in land. Stop all these people. They, they, they killed these people. These leaders killed these people. They fell dead outside the promise of God. That's what happened. They killed them. How can you theologically say I'm wrong? Who went in? Caleb and Joshua, where's the three point something million? Junior, you know where they are? Dead, following the wrong leaders. Outside of every blessing God's got. Now, let me tell you right now, I don't think we're going to fall dead, but I'll tell you right here now, you ain't going to be dead in your pocket with me around. You ain't going to be dead in your body with me around. You ain't going to be dead in your mind. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to have that money in your pocket. You're going to have that peace in your mind. You're going to have that victory in your family. You're going to have the greatest comeback in your life. Why? Because we're not going to live in the setbacks. We're going to live in the comebacks of life. You're going to have the greatest seasons of your life. Why? We ain't living dead outside no promise that God's got. If God's got a promise for us, we're going to get it. And if we don't figure it out now, we're going to figure it out later. Boy, he said, and Caleb still, the people said what? Be quiet. We can possess it. We're able to overcome it. We can press through it. Look, he said, but the man that went, look at it, do it, but the Men that went up when him said, we ain't able. Wrong leadership will cost you your destiny. False doctrine costs you your destiny. We're not able to go up. Hush your mouth. You're able to do it all. He said you could do it. Against people, they are stronger than we. He said, no, no, no. He said, I ain't believing that report. Look what he said. Look what he said. Look what he said. And they brought up an evil report of the land. That's funny. You know, it's funny. I never seen that until this morning. What do you mean they brought up an evil report of the land? They're letting the circumstances speak to them about what God could be and do. Don't you ever do that. Don't you ever let this. They looked at the land and land, land looked jacked up. So they said, God can't do it because the land's bigger than God. No, no, your God's bigger than the land. Come on, somebody. You see what I'm saying? Don't look at the obstacles and say, oh, this is what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. We can win. Well, we gone. Now, I've got to get you on the sentence. Look at it. Now, get this. Pull this in, okay? God, God understood everything you're up against. Write this down. God understands everything you're up against, but I got news for you. But remember, the battle's not yours. He understands what you're going up against, but the battle's not yours, so don't worry about it. Here's the thing. Remember this and pull this in. This is when I really start getting cranky, and I want you to write this down. Remember this. The fall brought in sin consciousness. Just write that down. I'm going to explain it. Okay? The fall of man brought in sin consciousness. Does that make sense? Okay? Now, I'm going to show you something here. You, you might like it. You might not like it. What's the first thing that you and me do the minute it looks like we got problems? We think of everything we're not doing in God we should be doing. That's sin consciousness. You get Now, listen now. Some of you got to walk in obedience. Don't, don't throw everything out. Some of you are like, well, you know, if I got a problem over here, maybe I need, yes, some things need to be fixed. But I got news for you. When something usually hits, what do we think? Well, I'm not doing this, or I'm not doing the church life right, or I'm not, listen, 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 listen. These promises are not based on your works. They're based on his faith. You see it? You see what I'm saying? 
So stop trying to tell me about your church attendance and tell me whether you're going to get one of these promises or not. You understand that? Now listen, why should you have church attendance? Because you, you know how much Bible I got to teach you? You know much word I got to teach you? I need you seven days a week for four hours. I'm serious. I can't jam this down. Like, I don't know how long is this going to be. My God in heaven. Well, I wasn't saying nothing. I'd be asking you the same thing. How long is this going to be? But I'm teaching you something about who you are. You know what I'm saying? So listen, I need you here. Because I need you because I want to teach you this stuff. And once you get it, my God in heaven, nobody could take it from you. I'm not. Some of you have been at the door signing up for stuff that ain't yours. Saying, now bring that back. That ain't mine. When the Amazon guy shows up at your house with the wrong stuff, what do you do? Put it back on the porch. Take it back. It ain't mine. Come on, don't sign for stuff. This ain't yours. These thoughts are not yours. Don't sign for it. They're not yours. Look what he said here. They brought up that evil report. Sin consciousness came in with the fall of man. You know what I'm saying? So when things don't work right, what do you think? Well, maybe it's something I'm doing. Well, wait a minute. Once we get that figured out, guess what? I got news for you. Maybe it's not something you're doing. Maybe it's something you're believing. Let's get a righteous consciousness because write this down righteousness, consciousness is what produces your victory because the nature of righteousness causes you to be a ruler, okay? Righteousness, consciousness causes you and me to be a ruler. Sin consciousness causes me to do without. Righteous consciousness causes me to do everything I need. Victory is found in righteous consciousness. The nature of righteousness causes you to be a ruler, what is righteousness? Right, look at Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16. Righteousness also is what? Right standing with God, correct? Once you know you're righteous, what do you do? You stand in the position of righteousness. So righteousness means you and God are one. Okay? Now how are you and God one? Easy, by faith. Now I'm going to read some stuff to you. When I read it, don't you throw it out. You could be coming if you accept it. If you reject it, you got to hear again. But I, I tell you what, you want to know why it's easy to hear in this atmosphere? I got revelation behind it. So in this atmosphere, revelation is giving you access you can't get when you read this at home by yourself. That's why you got to go to church. Because I, I got it in me. And when I shoot it out, it's like free for you to take a piece of it. Is that okay? For I, now, you, when I read it to you, just believe it. Because you, you were made righteous. That, you understand what I mean by that? Stop looking at your past. Your past ain't telling you nothing about you. You ain't your past. You understand this? You made righteous right now. I told him the other day, I told him in the morning service, man, yesterday I went off the rail a little bit. You know? I did that. I, was ye- I yelled at everybody yesterday. It was good. It was, they needed it. They're all fighting about every, screaming about everything. I was like, oh my God, you people wearing me out. You know, you got kids screaming, this one's screaming, who wants this, who wants that? And the adults are getting involved, and you got all this. I said, man, all you people wearing me out. I was like, I'm, I'm going, you guys go somewhere, I'm going the other way. They was like, yeah, then I was done. I had my little tirade. You don't do that? I had my little moment, and I was like, okay, now that I repent, got forgiveness, I was good as gold. They're all looking at me. Well, you, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jesus forgave me. You should too. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You can't stick that stuff on me. Right. It's kind of like almost dangerous. You get a little smart at this stuff. You get good at it. You know, it's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You have a spiritual amnesia. <laughs> what? Me? No. I'm the epitome of love. What about yesterday when you yelled in the car? That's gone. Yesterday's gone. Today's a brand new day. His mercy's new every morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I can't wait for tomorrow. Why? I'm getting more spiritual by the time clock's going on. Praise the Lord. Tomorrow I'll be glowing in the dark. Hallelujah. 
Pastor Liz tried to get on me one time. She's like, well, I forgive you. But I say, well, you know what? You should work on the forgetting part. You're real good at the forgiving, but what about the forgetting? I'm just reading my Bible to her. Takes no account of a suffered wrong, honey. I think we should read 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter of love, right here in the Amplified Bible. Takes no account of a suffered wrong. You seem not to be able to handle that side of the love walk. Maybe you should work on yours. Worked out great. I was sleeping on a couch for a couple of days, but it'll be. Y'all did it, so be quiet. Don't laugh like, yeah, I'm a man. Y'all been on a couch. Don't lie. Y'all been on a couch. You know what I'm saying? How many of you have not been on the couch? Raise your hand. Good job, bro. You married? You, I got to go. You got to, we got to counsel me. I need all the help I can get. Man. Good job. I went on the couch one night. Uh, Tony, you never been on the couch? You can't fit on the couch. You're so full grown, man. That's a full grown man. Dude's 6'6 or something. How <laughs> big he is. That's like, you ain't getting on no couch. Can you even lay on the couch? No, you can you, can you sit in, can you guys sleep in a bed like at a hotel? Yeah, otherwise you, you got to go angle, right? Yeah, he's tall, man. I, was, I got problems sometimes, you know what I mean? I was like, geez, man, these guys are tall, man. Glory to God. You know what I'm saying? No, but listen, what I'm saying is this. I said, look, I said righteousness kicks in not based upon my performance but my position in Christ. So here's the thing. Don't have a sin consciousness even when you make a mistake. When you repent, be quick to forget about it. God did. Now, that doesn't give you, listen, that don't give you a license to be ornery. That gives you the freedom and ability not to become ornery because you got victory. See what I'm saying? So I don't stay there long. I'm quick to get back under. That's how you stay married 50 plus years, right? Get quick back under. Get in there quick, right? But what am I trying to get you to see? I'm trying to get you a righteousness consciousness because if you don't get a righteousness consciousness, you're not going to ever have victory. You got to get it right. Well, well, it's almost like this. I can't lose because he's with me. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth. Watch this. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Keep going. Watch what he says. And this is the part you got to really see. For there is righteousness God revealed from faith to faith. You got to believe what I'm telling you about righteousness in the next 15, 10, 15, whatever I got. Everything I tell you about right, you should believe everything I tell you when I show you to you scripturally because it's true. I mean, this, I don't preach opinion. You ain't never seen, well, that's Pastor Chris. If I, it's my opinion, I'll tell you it's my opinion. But well, you can't argue with the book. The righteousness of God is revealed how? From faith to faith. So if you put faith in what you hear about righteousness, you get more. If you go, I don't know if that's for me, you might as well shut, you shut the book, go home. You ain't gonna get nothing. For the just shall live by faith. You see it? Now, we're gonna pull this in now. I'm gonna show you this now. Everybody, everybody hang on. Everybody hang on. Hang on. Watch this, Romans 3.21. You all right? Now, you got, everybody look at your neighbor and say, I believe it. Look at your neighbor. Say, I believe it. It's written about me. Look at your other neighbor and say, I believe it. I believe it. It's written about you. It's written about you. This is about you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's about you. This is about you. This is about you. This is about you. It's about you. I'm telling you what the Bible said. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest. Now say, no law. Now, the law was works. You understand that? You understand? Does everybody understand when I say works? I'm going to be a good Christian. And because I'm going to be a good Christian, God's going to give me stuff. That's what they're saying. Because when you're a bad Christian, then I guess you don't get jacked. It's, that ain't how righteousness works. That ain't how grace works. I'm going to read it to you. But how many times? Then why do you look? Then why do you look at your performance when something doesn't go right in your life? Because you got sin consciousness. Like, well, you know, if I would have been, no. 
No, get rid of that mentality. It's not going to go good because you're good. It's not going to go bad because you're bad. It's not. It's going to bring life. But guess what? Righteousness gives you the victory over all of it because I deserve it, not based on me, but based on him in me. Amen. You see it? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to equal to God. What's that mean? He had a superiority complex. God's in me. I don't mind the suffering, but I know the success that's living in me. Come on, somebody. You're going to push through some pain. This ain't no rose petals and tulips. There's some pain in this thing. But you won't remember the pain when you walk out with the promise. Yeah, I don't care about getting hit as long as I come out with the belt. Woo! Come on, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You ever do something that's rough, and then you come out the other side, and you won? Yeah, you don't care about the bumps and the all that mess. I got the belt. Praise be to God. Come out the other side. They hit me a couple times. You put that ring on your finger? For what pain? I'm numb. Come on. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Okay, what's this righteousness of the law? Even the righteousness of God, see it? Even, now we've got to read slow. Somebody read the screen. That's why we got this technology. Take your time. I'm not in no hurry. Give me like 10 minutes. I'll let you get out of here. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. So how do you get righteous? By faith in Jesus Christ. Who's it upon? All them that. So are you a believer? Yes. Then you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Was that your idea? It was God's idea. Was there a test to become righteous? Was there a test to become righteous? Nope. Was there a, did you go through the interview process to become righteous? No. <laughs> did the pastor say, you need to be baptized on the eighth day of a holy woman of God? <laughs> no. Come on, no, bro. You believed and were made Righteous. Okay, so don't undo what he did. It's his system. Why are you, why are you messing up the system? Because we have this form of tradition of religiosity that makes people, you're messed up. No, 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 no. It comes by faith and grace. So stop it. Stop with this little Christianese theology outside of the purity of the gospel. Just stay in the gospel. Okay? Here we go. Upon all them that believe, for there's no difference. Okay? Keep going. For all have sinned. Now, they've been jacking this scripture up for decades. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Shut up. I love you. Just shut up. Not you. I'm not. Guys, this is not me. Derogatory. That's your, that's, you know why everybody used that scripture? Oh, you're human. Stay human. You're not human. You're supernatural. Stop it. For, you know, this scripture says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When they justified their inability to live in a righteous position. That's not what he's saying. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory. But according to John 17, he put the glory of God in you. You are the glory of God. And I got news for you. You don't fall short if you walk in righteousness. You see what I'm saying? That's what, this is like, he said, if what? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hey, hang on. Isn't that a semicolon or one of those things? I don't know if the screen's jacked up or the printing's jacked up. But ain't that some kind of like continued sentence? Where's my English people in here? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I failed English so bad, I shouldn't even got out. Doesn't that thing, does that little hyphen and dot mean we still continue in the sentence? What do you call that thing? A what? Come on, teacher. I called it a semicolon. I got it right, right? That means the continuation of the sentence, correct? Okay, good. What else does he say? For all of a sudden, uh, being justified freely by grace. Woo-hoo-hoo! Woo, ain't done. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you used to be jacked up. Look him right in the eye. Look at your other neighbor and say, you ain't jacked up no more. <laughs> Take that, semicolon. Ha! 
Take it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, look what it's now. Go slow. I'm reading the Bible to you. It's the Bible. Look at your neighbor saying, it's the Bible. I didn't make it up. It's the Bible. You got a Bible? If you ain't got one in your lap, get one on the phone. It's the Bible. Being justified. No, stop. What's justified mean? Come on, relevant, where you at? Just as if you never sinned. That's what justified is. So, wait a minute. Who is justified? You are just as if you never sinned all your life? Bro, you think you got to renew your mind or something? You better renew your mind to that. I sinned eight times coming to church this morning. How in the world? Come on, you know what I'm saying. How, I'm, I'm justified? Because just, every man, remember that? When you walk in, he's washing. You get a revelation of that, you'd be messed up. Because I'm preaching good now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought like 90, I got saved in October of 94. You know how much jacked up stuff I did since October of 94 to now? Saved? Now I'm not talking about sin blatant. I mean, uh, willful, unwillful. I got all of it. Ornery. But he said, no, nah, you don't, you missing it. You ain't a new creature in 94 when you got born again. You're a new creature right now. Perpetual continuation of sanctification is happening in you right now. Because he said, you are new. So he only lives in now. God never, you know why God only lives in now? For your benefit. Oh my God, you better get this. This is going to blow the doors off this. You know why you become impatient? Because you don't live in now. You live in time. God doesn't live in time. He cares less about time. He is time. He just lives in now. You become impatient because you always think future. God just thinks now. If you could just stay in now, your life will be fulfilled. You start looking too far ahead. When's it going to change? Leave it alone. Don't go to change. Stay in now. Because in now, you're in your most complete state. You think you're going to be in your most complete state when you get there. I got news for you. When you get there, it's going to be now. So stay in now and don't get impatient in now because when you get there, it'll be now. This is what you got to understand. Why is now so important? Because he's now washing me right now, keeping me in the now. Faith is now. The substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen. He's got a ninth scene work going on in me right now called sanctification, justification, redemption. He got it all going on right now in me. And if I can stay in now, I'm going to be the most complete me I've ever been. Because here, guess what? He's washing me. So I never leave now. So I can't go back to yesterday and I never found tomorrow yet because it's today when it shows up and it's now. You can't go one minute in a big, look, you can't go, look, it's 12.03. I can't go to 12.04. All I can say is in now. I'm trapped in time. So stay in now. And right now, I'm brand new, baby. I'm as new as a baby's bottom, baby. I ain't no different. I'm smooth and cool and sharp. Why? Because he's washing me. See it? So here's the thing. Don't ever leave now. Look, what are they going to try to pin on you? Oh, my God. It's the Holy Ghost. You can only pin my past on me. But I'm out of my past. I'm in now. And my past can't tell you nothing about my future because we ain't been there yet. <laughs> I'm going to throw a chair. Ah, I'm going to throw something. Just throw something. I felt good. Come on. I don't care. You can't, you can't pin tomorrow on me based on yesterday. I'm out of yesterday. You don't know. I might be the greatest comeback story you've ever seen. I'm just now. What you doing right now? Keeping me sanctified. I want to tell you how you behave. Yesterday is gone. He washed that all away. He took out the magic eraser and cleaned it up. Come on, somebody. It's gone. Because once you, well, did you repent? Quick to repent. 
Why? Because when I miss the mark, my heart tells me, missed it, fix it. That's why I don't get prideful in your mess. Repent. Okay? Now read it. You getting this? Being just as if you never sinned by his. Now everybody say grace. This is the power of grace. Giving you what you don't deserve. Not based on your performance, but based on his position that he wants you to have in the earth. So read it slow. Just as if I've never sinned by his grace through the redemption that is in. Redemption was what? The big three. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. That's Galatians 3.13. Christ redeeming from the curse of the law being made a curse for me. Right? Did you get that? Being justified freely by his. That's the work of grace. So watch this. So redemption bought it back so he could put the position of grace in his place towards me to justify me to be free and righteous. That's why I went to the cross. Because he couldn't redeem you without a cross. And he couldn't make you righteous without some blood. So now watch. Whom God, now watch, it ain't done. Who God, talking about Jesus, hath set forth to be the sacrifice, propitiation, fancy word for sacrifice, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sin that are past and, come on, flip it, are past and, keep going, and through the forbearance of God. Wait, you missed something. Go back. Just go back. Wait, wait, go back. All right, stop right there. Being justified freely by his grace. It wasn't your fault. I was reading it wrong. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So I'm justified free by grace that came through redemption. Do you see it? So redemption was God's idea on the cross. Redemption gave me access to grace. We said we call it God's riches at Christ's expense. I call it the empowering ability because you can't live it without it. And it gave you what? Free justification. So the cross opened up the door to the grace which gave you justification, not based on what you do, based on his blood. Great. Keep going. Now we're going. Watch. Who God had set forth to be appreciation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. Go. We can finish it now. Through the forbearance of God. Okay, we understand that. Now watch this. I ain't done. Go to the next verse. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be the, and the justifier of him that believes. Now, this is what Jesus said. This is what God said. To declare, I say what? His righteousness. What is his righteousness? That he might be the just and the what? Justifier of him which believes. Do you believe in Jesus? So he makes you just and justifies you. So why? For his righteousness. He can't give you right standing if he don't just and justify you. You'd have to stay outside of righteousness without his justification. So he gives you his justification so he could stay with you in righteousness. He didn't do it. Remember he said this? He said, I am even he, I am even I that blotted out thy transgression for my sake. Because I can't justify you in the earth if I don't remission of sin for you on the cross. But once I remission of sin for you on the cross, I'm going to be the just and justifier of you in the earth. That's why when the devil tries to come in what? plead his case against you as the accuser, that blood screams out, forgiven. Because him to stay in a righteous position with you, he has to just and justify me. He had to vouch for me. 
And when you look ugly and the devil's got the video and he wants to play it in surround sound of heaven, dun, 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 and here you go, boom, that blood starts screaming out, just and justified. Redeemed and set free. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Why? Because angels don't figure you out, but we've been redeemed. See it? Now you say, I don't believe that, and you can't have it. But you got to believe it, and that will make you grow to another place of grace in righteousness. Because righteousness is my victory. It's the place to find victory, because you ain't going to find no victory without righteous position. You won't, you won't lift your superiority up. All right, let me show you this. I, 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 want to, I want to show this one part. Uh, I'm going to slide on down. Just, uh, this is going to change it up here. Go to Romans 5 and 7. I want to give you this one. I'll pick this up. I'll pick this up. I want to go to Romans 5 and 7, and then I want to go 5, Romans 5, 7. Then we're going to go to Romans 5, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and then you're going home. Ready? Boom. Romans 5. For scarcely... For a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man would some even dare to die. Does that make sense? He's like, man, look, ain't nobody going to give up their life for even a righteous man. But Jesus gave up his life for an unrighteous you. You know what I'm saying? So that right there, she's the deal. Like, whether you want to believe it or not, he did it for you. You all jacked up. He didn't care. He loves you. It's like, I don't know what God did for me. He made you righteous. That's what he did for you. Now watch this. Now go to 517, because y'all been here before. This is where the victory gets laid out, okay? For if by one man's offense, Adam, death, that's who he's talking about, Adam. One man's offense. Now, what, 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 let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Just sit up. Just pon- look at that for a minute while I grab this drink here. Wait, for if one man's offense, read it. I want you to read it to yourself. Read it to yourself. It's going to help you sit in it and meditate in it, and then I'm going to read it with you. Go ahead. Much more they which receive the abundance of grace. See it? Hmm? You pulling in? Now so. We're going to read again. You see it? Let's go song. For if by one man's offense. Why did you bring Adam in this? Why are you talking about what Adam did? That's just one man's offense, death reign. Because this guy, Adam, got righteousness taken off of you. He got everything taken off of you. When he messed up and committed high treason to the devil, the earth, the blessing, the Eden, the Canaan land, all that's out the door because he don't know what he's doing. But he said, much more they which receive the abundance of. Now, he didn't just say grace. He said it's an abundance of grace. That's busting at the seams kind of grace. You know what I mean? Abundance. You ever get something like you ever get one, two? You ever get an abundance of something? You can't even hold it. Can't contain it. He said, abundance, you don't even deserve it. It's abundance of grace. What? Shall receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign. Everybody say righteousness is a gift. Just take it. What do you do with a gift? You got to receive it. Don't reject the gift. Just take it. What happens if you do? You shall reign in life in one Christ Jesus. You going to reign in life like what? That word reign means reign like a king. King's got victories, guys. Come on now. You know this. Look at 18, 19. We're going to go. Therefore, as by... Now, you got to read this. Now, just, just say, this is about me. Tell your neighbor, this is about you. Look at your neighbor say, this is about you. It's about you. It's about you. It's about you. Therefore, as by the offense of one, Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. 
Even so, by the righteousness of one, Jesus, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. I've been justified for life. My God, did you get that? Why did he say that? He said forever. You're forever justified. Forever. Just as if I never sinned. But you might sin tomorrow. He justified that too. Past, present, and future, I'm washed. Okay. Read, read, read. Next verse, go. For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, where many were made sinners. Remember I told you, were you there when Adam sinned? No, but you still got pinned for the rap. Were you present when Adam sinned? Was anybody in this room present when Adam sinned? But you still had to pay the penalty for his disobedience. That's why you were dying and going to hell. Is that not true? Yes, it is. But, but I wasn't there. I'm still guilty. Based upon what? Based upon life. You can play. Based upon the gospel. I don't know. Based upon whatever. Because the thing. But so here's my question. So when Jesus did what he did, so by the obedience of one, many shall be made. What you mean made? You made righteous. You ain't just righteous. You've been made. It's in your DNA. Because he's in you. So why can't you take the righteousness? If you were going to take the fall, why can't you take the righteousness? You weren't there when he fell, and you weren't there when he resurrected. You got to be taking some side. You might as well take the side of the righteous people. Yep. Wasn't your idea to fall, and it wasn't your idea to resurrect, but praise be to God, if I got to pick a side, pick the winning side. Yeah. Look what it says here. Keep going. We're made. Moreover, the law entered in that the might. Uh, now watch this now. Why did the law come? That the offense may abound, but where sin abound, grace did much more abound. So where the law showed up, so did grace. That as sin hath reigned unto death. That used to be like that. Even so, my grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. That's you. See it? You got it. Reign in life through righteousness. Uh, I, my performance. Forget about your performance. We ain't looking at your performance. We don't care about your performance. Your performance is just and justified. That keeps you bold in every season of life because in some seasons where I feel like I missed the mark, don't make no difference. He made the mark. He marked me once and for all, and you too. Amen? Praise the Lord. Come on, stand on your feet. You did great today. You, you pulled that word in. That ain't easy. This whole month, I'm going to be talking about victory. I got more where that came from. And I want you to get now. All you got to do is go back, listen to the podcast, believe this stuff about you because it's true. Believe what the Bible says about you is true and walk in this thing. Amen? I want everybody to close your eyes and bow your head. Listen to me. Ain't only, there's only one way to heaven. And some of you need to stop dabbling in this nonsense with all this stuff. Like I'm a Christian and I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a this or I'm a that. You know, you, you, you either got Jesus or not. You ain't adding all this crazy nonsense in this thing. You know what I'm saying? I went to India. There's 300 million gods. 300 million. These cats were like, oh, this is what it is. It's not the truth. There's only one way to heaven. His name's Jesus. They ain't taking all these other gods. They ain't no other god. You know what I'm saying? That? I went to one place, I felt like kicking it over, but I knew it wasn't right. I said, what you mean kick it over? I'm going to smack that thing in the head. If they, dude, if they didn't stop me, I would have kicked it over. There's an altar to some false god. I felt I would have kicked, swear to God, if I didn't have supervision, I would have kicked it over and laughed. 
I didn't want to be rude, but let me tell you right here. They're like, are they worshiping this and worshiping that? Genie, I walked in that thing. I said, I'll kick that thing over right now. The thing made me so mad. I was like, you better get me out of here, bro. I'll kick the thing over. And then when somebody come and try to get me, I'll knock them in the head. Because that ain't, that's religion. You ain't going to fight with fists. You understand what I'm saying? But go in there. And I went, I went to a temple. I went to a temple. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, the stuff going on. They're talking about this stuff. I said, this is ridiculous. Got a bunch of people dying and going to hell, pushing religion. Ain't no, that's why I don't, I don't know, no pablum pumping puppet and no pulpit. There's only one way to heaven. You understand me? You understand me? Confucius was confused. Buddha don't know Jack. You understand me? But we serve the same God. No, you don't. You understand that? You understand that? These religions of the world are not God. There's only one. His name is Jesus. If it ain't Jesus, you know, see what I just said? If it ain't Jesus, it ain't the road to heaven. Well, you know, you shouldn't say that because you don't know. I bet my life on it. You don't be adding stuff neither. Will you take a little of this, a little of that, a little of this? No, no, no. There's only one way to heaven. And if he ain't first, he's last. Don't be adding none of this stuff. So there ain't no other way to heaven but Jesus Christ. Now, I didn't here to offend somebody, but you're offending me. Well, if the truth offends you, then something wrong with you. That's the truth. But I love you enough to tell you the truth. So you can't talk like that. You get in trouble. You ain't getting no trouble. It's the truth. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Now, here's the cool part about this. You ain't got to be fancy to get Jesus. All you got to do is have faith. All you got to do is believe. And nobody's going to judge you in here. I want every eye closed, please. People are going to get saved in here today. I'll tell you how many people got saved just to show you how I was, I was on this thing. You got to know for sure you're going to heaven. The only way you're going to know for sure you're going to heaven is you got to have your heart right with God. So if you're in here today and you want to know for sure you're going to heaven, you're going to leave all this crazy religion behind. And you're going to pick up Jesus and you're going to run to the finish line and you're going to go to heaven. When you go to heaven and you get in there and you sit there, God's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And when I show up, hopefully later than you do. That was funny. Okay. I'm going to say, hey, remember that day in church? I told you, you got to get Jesus. Thank God you did. Now we can spend eternity together, all right? Don't get mad at me. Just close your eyes. If you're in here today and you need Jesus, maybe you back. And if you backslid, just come back. Just have a precedent moment, though. No doubt today it happened. Ready? Count of three. Nobody looking around. Raise your hand. Ready? One, two, three. Put the hands in the air right now. High. Higher than that. Don't be a baby about it. Got like this half-handed thing. How about God only gives you half of heaven? Put your hand in the air. We're family. I don't care if you come in here and tell me you're crazy. I'll help you. Raise your hand. If you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, you better find out right now. Life is guaranteed to nobody. Lift your hands to heaven. Leave it in the air. Let me see. One, two, three. High. Nobody looking around. Just me. Raise it real high. Good. Everybody in the building, say this with me out loud. You put your hands down. Say, Jesus, thank you. Now you're the son of God. I believe in you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive you right now by faith. Thank you, Jesus for saving me, making me whole, changing my life, transforming me. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, clap. So good. Hey, listen. I really want you guys to come to this EXO conference. Friday and Saturday, get the foyer, go in the foyer, get the list. EXO is marriage today. Jimmy and Karen if Friday night, life changes.
If you're going I'm telling you, if I'm sure you even thinking about getting in a relationship, come to the thing, man. If you ever got married, come to the thing. You're breathing. Come to the thing. I know you don't think you need it. It's good to hear. It's life changing. We're gonna come Friday night, Saturday again. We're gonna exo conference. Amen. So come marriage today. Jimmy Carrot, it's free. Hey, look, you know what? I think it's 40, 50 bucks. Is it is it 40? 40 a couple? Is that how you work it? So if you went and simulcast it, it would cost you $40 for your house. Right? It's free. The church does it. We pay for it. We bring it in. You can invite all your friends, all your co-workers. Take some flyers. Leave it. You know somebody's trying. Can you do this? Can you be Jesus in the earth? You know somebody right now struggling in their marriage. Just give them a flyer or call them up and just be like, you know what? Hey, my church is doing this thing. There's no obligation. They don't even do, I don't even know the people that come. Sit in the building, listen in a seminar. Maybe it can help you. There's people who are not even, man, there's people probably would not even be married. Paul will tell you, people come for the class and then those, remember that families were coming? They come for the class thereafter. We can help you. Nobody lives in a glass house. Come on, man. Come on out. Invite somebody, call them up, bring somebody, let them see that their marriage, come on, there's hope. All right? And if you need hope for your marriage, come on. Bring your spouse. Say, come on, honey, let's go. I'm not asking for much. Can you come one Friday? Come on. You women got the power of persuasion. Let's go. Get that joker in the building. Amen. Tell them you'll give them a kiss. Say, I'll kiss you. Real good. Brother Normal told me. <laughs> that's Brother Normal. I said, I kiss her though she makes her toes curl. I said, okay, Brother Normal. So tell them you give them a real toe curling kiss. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at me like y'all holy. You know how to do it. Come on, you know what I mean? Go in there and pucker up real good. He'll show up to any day. You know what I'm saying? Leader, if you kiss him, you know he'll show up to any day. Junior's smiling already. Junior don't even know how to get out of it. Junior good. Let's say, Junior's here. He signed up. Carl's smiling from ear. Carl got a big old smile. Recently, you've been kissing him real good. All right? Get out of here. Go home and kiss somebody. Make sure it's your spouse. I love you. God bless you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.